0: This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450,
1: and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place the Talk. We interrupt this program to bring you the following message. What if everything you've been told about money was a lie? It's time for the truth. Welcome to Financial Coaching Radio, where cookie-cutter financial advice just doesn't cut it with your host, Certified Financial Planner, Jason Qualls. He's giving it to you straight and pulling back the curtains on the financial advice industry. No hidden agenda and no one-size-fits-all baby steps. Only unbiased, objective help for your entire financial life. Tackling your money questions at 893-1450. And now, here's the host of Financial Coaching Radio commission-free,
0: certified financial planner, Jason Qualls. What is up with One Show giving you the truth about personal finance? This is Financial Coaching Radio, and I'm your host, Jason Qualls, certified financial planner, one of the only independent, commission-free financial advisors in Rutherford County. For all about me, check out Jason Qualls, CFP.com. That's J-A-S-O-N-Q-U-A-L-L-S-C-F-P.com. If you want to jump in, With a question, comment, disagreement, click email the show at financialcoachingradio.com. dot com. been a wild year, not quite done yet. We'll be discussing it, uh, the negatives, the positives, all the stuff we've learned, all the things that have changed for many, many years to come. But In the financial world, there are some lessons we can take away from an insane year having to deal with COVID-19. Uh, if I'm just thinking without having to look and examine you know, a lot of data, what's the biggest takeaway for me in 2020? The biggest takeaway for me has been don't hit the panic button. There are good times, there are bad times. This too shall pass. In the investing world, as far as market returns, it has already passed. I wonder if we're going to see any studies of how many people of how many people that jumped all to cash sometime or early in the year or later on early in the first quarter or late in the first quarter early in the second quarter of the year because they were like oh this is it armageddon is here they've been telling me all along on the financial media it's going to arrive and it's here i'm going to cash or the same thing they may have de- done or thought about doing with the election no matter who you wanted to vote for, a lot of people were fearful of what the election may bring. They still are. They, they, the news media is really con- trying to convince us that you know, the things that we believe in uh, are, 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 are kind of over and everything's going to go negative, depending on what side of the spectrum you're on. But there are some better lessons to learn if you've made any mistakes in 2020. Number one, emotions should not control your financial decisions. How does that work? Well, the one reason that I always recommend you have an independent fee-only CFP on your team is because they can step back from your situation, give you guidance based on data, numbers. I won't say it's totally unemotional, but they're not connected to it like you and help, make, help you with making better money decisions. You cannot let emotions drive your investment strategy. You can't let emotions drive the changes to your investment strategy. So if in a good time when you were sound and not stressed out, you developed this great retirement plan, and then and and by doing that it led you to make some decisions with your investment strategy and it all made sense and you understood exactly what you were doing it, why you were doing it. And then something happened like a COVID-19 or maybe a 2008 Great Recession or anything in between from 2008 until now, and you got all overly emotional and you made some changes, well, there was no reason to make a change because your investment strategy should have been based on your retirement goals. And if your retirement goals had not changed, even though you were stressed and all emotional and going crazy, you shouldn't change your investment strategy then. Also, 2020 and COVID-19 taught us in our investments that bonds—they still have a place in diversification. I haven't checked in some time, but bonds have—they've been, been really killing the performance this year. I think seven, eight, nine percent has been the return on some bond mutual funds. Now that's not typical. Uh, but bonds have good years. They have bad years. You know, the, the, the range of returns in comparison to stock market or stock mutual funds are different. You know, you can have a far worse year in the stock investing and a far better year in stock investing than you can with bond funds. But when things are going haywire and bonds are holding up or actually performing better, way better than most other asset classes, they prove that bonds still have a place. Uh, so how would that work in your investment strategy? How does that look? Well, does that mean you, you put you know, a set percentage in bonds? No, everyone is different. Remember me saying just a moment ago, if we're mapping out a, an investment strategy, what's best for your situation? we got to know what you're trying to accomplish. So if someone who's 30 or 40 or 50 years away from retirement may have no or less bonds than someone who is 10 years away from retirement. And just because you're really close or in retirement doesn't necessarily mean you have to have bonds. It has to be discussed. Know why you're doing what you're doing. If you don't know exactly why you own an asset class, you need to have a better discussion with your financial person. Diversification still is essential. What is diversification? It doesn't mean that you're protected from every part of downside any, you know It doesn't mean you're never going to lose money. It doesn't mean you're always going to do better than everyone else because you're diversified. What diversification simply means is when some things are going up, you have some other things that are going down, and vice versa. If everything goes up and down together at all times, that's not diversification. You want asset classes that work against each other. Now, there's a limit to how much you should do this. Now, there are funds that go against the stock market. They're real complex, and I don't agree with things like that, but things like U.S. stocks, international stocks, emerging markets, U.S. bonds, international bonds, maybe real estate, maybe commodities, maybe natural resources. Those are as far as I would take diversification. You may break it out a little further looking at small companies in the U.S., certainly looking at index, mutual fund management, passive management versus active management taking some different approaches with different asset classes. Those are all things that you can do to be diversified. But you start going down the road of complexity and trying to buy, buy, invest in funds that are are very niche, that are only in maybe gold or silver or that are poised to go up if the stock market has a terrible year. I think those are things will end up shooting you in the foot in most cases. Just like complex annuity and insurance contracts one of the biggest reasons that indexed annuities and index life insurance can be sold in today's world with stock market being near at all-time highs is because they're trying to get you to hit the panic button well you know if you don't want to lose everything that you have in the great big bad stock market you go over here in this fancy smancy complex index product you never have to worry about losing. I say it all the time. There's trade-offs in everything you do in the investing and the retirement world. If you're getting something that's positive in your mind, or someone's telling you that you would get something positive, you're giving up something. And if you give up something, you're gaining something. That's just how it works. Now, there are downsides to every financial type of count. There are downsides to every investment product. There are upsides to those as well. What you're looking for is ones the ones that have a more upsides for you in your unique situation and the least amount of downsides. That isn't I'm not talking about market risk. I'm just talking about well someone who doesn't have has a very high tax bracket would have different negatives when investing in traditional Uh, mutual funds versus an ETF in a taxable account, where it may not make a difference in, in that scenario what type of mutual fund or ETF you use in a taxable account if you have low income or you're in a low tax bracket. So there's pros and cons to everything out there that need to be discussed. Markets has taught us that they think very, very, very short term these days. This is just a theory. Nothing to back this up other than 20-something years of being in this biz. 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, a market decline may last six months, a year, two years, three years. Now I'm under the impression of everything that I've seen is that we could have the same type of market decline as far as the percentage of decline, but the rebound time is a lot faster. That has to do with the way the financial world is working these days. So there are many many lessons that we can take away from what's happened in 2020. I think one lesson that we cannot ever overlook is that having some cash set aside whether it be for a rainy day to make sure we can sustain our living or it be to take advantage of market major market declines, cash is still very very important. Those who were able to invest, buy more in the general investing world and invest more in stocks and bonds and other asset classes in March and April of this year, no matter what asset class you chose, you're probably up 20, 30% or more. Those of you who did not have any cash to take advantage of the major decline, you probably should add. All aspects of financial planning. If you're wondering what financial planning is, it's certainly not just about your investments. It's about everything your money touches. Insurance planning, estate planning, tax planning, tax management, of course, investing, retirement, college planning, all that stuff. All has to be working together to achieve everything in your financial life. Make sure you're working with the right type of advisor. Go to Jason Qualls, CFP.com for more. This is Financial Coaching Radio And I'm your host, Jason Qualls, CFP. Back with you right after this. Stick around. Keep it locked in right here on WGNS. We have many great insurance agents in Rutherford County. The trouble is most of them really don't work for you and me. That's why I only recommend the independent agents of Middle Tennessee Insurance Group. They've helped many of my clients get the home and auto insurance coverages they need while also saving them hundreds, if not thousands, of dollars. See if you're wasting money on home and auto insurance today by calling Middle Tennessee Insurance Group at 898-0053. That's 898-0053.
1: Recent reports show that half of Americans don't have any of the most basic estate planning documents, like a will or powers of attorney. Folks, if you're married or have children, you can't put this off any longer. Call John Baker, estate planning attorney, right now at 896-5621. As a husband, wife, mother, or father, you owe it to your loved ones to make sure your estate plan is in order. So call John Baker at 896-5621 or go to bakercouncil.com.
0: Back on the show. This is Financial Coaching Radio. We're going to switch gears and talk taxes now. Kevin Sizemore, CPA of Tothero, Hell and Welch, THWCPA.com. Kevin, how goes the year? Been a strange year in all parts of the financial world estate planning, tax planning, financial planning. How is it all impacted? The tax season that you faced, how is it going to impact next year's tax season with everything that 2020 brought? Well,
1: 2020 tax season was the tax season that never ended. It just kept on coming, hit after hit.
0: Yeah, I, forgot, I was forgotten. You know, we had an April 15th tax filing date that got pushed
1: to July, July 15th, yeah. <laughs> it was pretty nice. And a lot of people extended. Well, you know, they wait, waited till July and then, you know, a lot of people said, well, I've waited this long, I'll extend again. So that meant October was, the, you know, a big filing day this year as well. What the outlook for 2021, I, I talked to someone today uh, that had gone to, an, uh, you know, a continuing education class recently, and they had an IRS person there, and they basically said that the IRS probably, it, it's looking like they're not going to be ready uh, like they normally are, for to accept uh, returns for 2020. They usually start accepting them around the end of January, and they said, don't expect it this year. <laughs> Why is that? Imagine that. Because the people have been off. They haven't been working.
0: Uh, or, so they're behind on other things.
1: They're behind on other things. Their mail rooms are three or four months behind. Uh, so I've got a feeling. I'm mess
0: up my rapid refund.
1: Yeah, well, I don't know about that, but the uh, I've got a feeling, and I'm you know I'm not sounding the alarm or anything like that, but I got a feeling they're going to extend tax season again this year. Uh, that and and a lot of us, you know, in our world, have been talking about it, and and I think that is the uh, well if they the went undertone. longer
0: than it, than January the end of January to accept returns that that's almost a given, right? They'll give you, if you went another month, they'll give you a month, and it'd be yeah, maybe May fifteenth.
1: Maybe May fifteenth. I've got a feeling they're just gonna do the same thing as they did last year and give us until July fifteenth. But you know, there's some good and bad. That means you can spread the workout, but the, the bad
0: is you spread the
1: workout, <laughs> you know. You're just busier longer.
0: And there was no exception to the extension date. If you the regular filing date was April fifteenth. COVID hit and moved to July. But if those who filed an extension still only had till the middle of October. That's right. That's right. That didn't change.
1: The only thing last year what they did was they they did they extended the individual uh, and corporate uh, dates from April fifteenth to July fifteenth, like we said. But the partnerships when they did that, the partnerships and S corp returns, they had already the due date for them had already passed, which is March fifteenth. So when they extended tax season, the date, it was at the end of March when they did it sometime. And uh, so that date had already passed. This year, if they extended, I'd look for them to do it before then. So those business returns that are normally due on March 15th probably
0: would be due later on in the year have you gotten a lot of questions people are calling up asking hey what about this covid rule of being able to withdraw money from my retirement account and spreading those taxes out over years has anyone asked that on, on your end yeah i I've, I've, I've
1: had a uh, i've had a few clients that uh, have uh, done,
0: uh actually done it i guess so so the general rule is if, if the with all the the new packages that passed with the government the stimulus packages and whatever they they called them And they allowed people to make IRA withdrawals for 2020 and not pay tax on that money. No penalty would be on the money either if it were an early withdrawal. But not pay tax on that money, uh, immediately you could spread it out over three years. That's right. The thing that I've discovered is the bows have asked me, they haven't been directly impacted by COVID, which the way I understood it would be you had to have it or someone in your family had to have it or you had to be laid off or furloughed because of it. Yeah. Is that... The rules that how you understand the the two thousand twenty IRA COVID withdrawal rules.
1: Yeah, so that's exact. What you said is exactly right. But I think the people that are pulling it out, they're looking to go in a different direction with their money, uh, and and. You know, it's a gamble, is what it is. It's a, it's a, I think it's a dangerous gamble because you, you have to pay
0: that money back or it's taxed. You got three years basically to pay it back. Yeah. Normally, if you make an IRA withdrawal, that the taxes are, you know, if you, th- if you make it right now, then you, if you didn't have taxes withheld on the withdrawal, you would owe them by tax filing time next year. That's right. But now they're giving you. Three, two two extra years, I guess. right? Yeah,
1: two extra. Years. I think it runs through twenty two. Is that right? Twenty. I haven't really thought yeah. about
0: that. So, that, what's three years? You you would owe it twenty you, counts you, as a year. Twenty counts as no matter when you took the distribution. I believe so. Yeah. So then you would have you'd have April fifteenth, presumably two thousand twenty one. April fifteenth, two thousand twenty two. Yeah. And then one more.
1: Yeah, April fifteenth, twenty three is when but you
0: have to pay on all of. it. You have to pay the tax on
1: it if you haven't paid it back. So uh, it, it's a gamble if you take it out and invest it. In, so you take it out of the market, uh, the IRA, and you so the were So oh, people market.
0: That's what you're saying by changing directions. They're taking it out, yeah. to do something new with it to try to earn more money.
1: That's right. Interesting. Yeah, very interesting. And, and like I said, it's a gamble. Were yeah. they
0: actually <laughs> impacted by the COVID to to meet the, the no, rules? No comment.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how how are you going to how uh, uh, how is anyone going to check that on you? Uh, I don't, you know.
0: Well, uh, oh, man, the government watches everything. Well, and that leads—I wouldn't roll the dice with it.
1: Well, that leads you into another thing. You now, know, if
0: everything—if I was certain that hey, if I got audited, I could basically give them the middle finger and say, hey, have at it, I'm good, and just kind of be that boastful and, and conceited about it. But I think if the IRS were to come after anyone hard enough, they're going to find something that you know you may have missed or overlooked a year or two or three years ago. I wouldn't want to be on their radar for this reason. Yeah. It would be the reason I would say not to do that. Well, but yes, how were, how are they going to police it? To say, well, were you directly impacted by COVID?
1: Right. I I don't know how they're going to. I mean, it's he said, she said at that point.
0: The, I would assume if they audited you, you'd probably have to have a a, a test that said, hey, I tested positive here.
1: Well, I mean, it, Cause if you it's give, not I, only you. You don't. You could have taken off work or been negatively impacted because one of your family members had COVID.
0: Right. It had anyone in your house or you. Yeah. So I would assume if you got audited, they're going to make you prove the, that someone had it. Yeah.
1: Well, and the other thing, that kind of leads into the... Uh, I just another, don't think they'd walk
0: and ahead and take your word for it in an audit situation.
1: Right. <laughs> well, you know, this year there there's a there's a credit for self-employed individuals. So those that are in partnerships that get a K-1 or, you know, just file a, a Schedule C. There's a credit, and you know, it's up to $510 a day, and you can take that credit for 10 days. If you cared for individuals, you didn't have to be negative. Right, so let's start over here. So this yeah.
0: is or switching gears. So yeah. well, unless this finish in the IRA withdrawal. If you're thinking about making an IRA withdrawal, those of you that are not retired and doing this normally. If you're thinking about you may need an IRA withdrawal, uh, you need to get it in before the end of the year because you could meet the stipulations for not having that IRA withdrawal taxed uh, until three years later. That's right. So there's a different change here with some some COVID rules with self employed people. I haven't heard of this
1: one. Yeah. So th- there's a credit and it's tax credit. It's a tax credit and let, don't get an adjustment or deduction confused with a credit. A credit is a dollar for dollar reduction of your tax. So you, the credit is if you're if you're self employed. Uh, you can take a credit on your tax return and it's up to $510 a day up to 10 days. So if you're doing the math, that's 5110, uh, max credit that you can take on this for what, uh, for a COVID it's a, it's basically a COVID credit for self-employed individuals. Like they had to have, they had to have it. They either, they had to have it, or have missed like work or someone, they had to take off work to care for someone with
0: it. So a child would qualify. A child,
1: a, a spouse, a, a, a spouse. If if I took off work to care for you, you know, I'm not sure if that would work. But it, you know, it's real loose on how it is and how they're going so, so to track that or even test that is.
0: Yeah, clarify how this works if you're self-employed. Now, self-employed means what? You're a 1099 person. That's right. Or you have you know you file a Schedule C. I would that, assume, right? Right. So or, the, you're, if you owe five thousand dollars in taxes for two thousand twenty income taxes, income taxes, and then yeah. you take this COVID nineteen self employed tax credit, right? Then that wipes out all the taxes owed. Yeah, basically, <laughs> absolutely. And well, how? I was, how what, if I, the you way got, op- my mind was going was that as a man, I better, I better get COVID before the end of the year.
1: Well, I mean, how? <laughs> how well, how are they going to say you
0: didn't take off work? You didn't miss work? Now that's. Well, they probably can't prove that. But they can't yeah. prove it. It, it, it. But certainly they'd ask you to prove that someone had it in your house. I would assume. Yeah. Wow. I'm going to get COVID. <laughs> That's five don't grand, that. man. I get, Who wouldn't get COVID for five grand? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I'd do it. I think a lot of people would. That's, uh, I haven't heard that. Is that fairly new or was it all with the other stuff? That was
1: all with the other stuff. And it's on the new tax forms.
0: It's already on there. Wow. Let's continue this conversation. All the things that have changed in the tax rules as a result of 2020 and COVID-19. I'm with Kevin Sizemore, CPA of Totherow Hell, and Welch. THWCPA.com. If you want to jump in, click email the show at financialcoachingradio.com. We're back. Right after this. Get a second opinion, get a second opinion, get a second opinion. I'm Jason Qualls, commission-free, certified financial planner. I can't stress enough how important it is for you to get a second opinion on your investments and financial plans. Unfortunately, since most financial advisors care more about selling you financial products than providing objective advice, it can be hard for you to know who has your best interest in mind. Call me, Jason Qualls, a commission-free certified financial planner for a free no-obligation investment review at 878-2134 or go to my website, JasonQuallsCFP.com. Hi,
1: this is Gabriel Fancher with Reliant Realty. Are you thinking about selling your home? Do you know what your home is worth? Call me at Reliant Realty to find out. 615-445-5073. That's 615-445-5073. Or go online right now and find out at www.homevalue615.com again that's www.homevalue615.com call
0: me at Reliant Realty 615-445-5073 a recent undercover study found that over 89 percent of paid tax preparers made mistakes you heard me right over 89 percent is your tax person making mistakes Tax mistakes cost you money and may even lead to an IRS audit. I recommend you get a second opinion on your tax return today by calling Tothero Helen Welch CPAs at 848-1072. Tothero Helen Welch has been providing tax services to individuals and businesses for over 50 years. So call them today at 848-1072 or go to thwcpa.com. Welcome back to the show. This is Financial Coaching Radio, the one show giving you the truth about personal finance. No books to sell, certainly not pushing any live event tickets or financial products. I'll leave that to the other show. Jump in be a part of the show. Click email the show at financialcoachingradio.com. I'm Jason Qualls, certified financial planner, one of the only independent commission-free financial advisors in Rutherford County. Jason Qualls, cfp.com for all about me. Still here to talk taxes and all of the COVID-19 tax rule changes for, I guess, the next upcoming tax season. Kevin Sizemore is here with Tetherow, Helen Welch. So there's a self-employed, five thousand up to a $5,000 tax credit. There are you know, delayed taxation on IRA withdrawals. You're mentioning one more of a credit for COVID-19 as far as taxes go. Yeah. $300 for oh, no, something.
1: No, 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 no. It's not a credit. It, so this it, was not a credit. This is not a credit. So it, normally charitable contributions are itemized deduct. They're, they're considered
0: itemized deductions. It's hard to itemize anymore with the standard deductions being so high.
1: Right. So this year, this year and this year only, there's a, a $300 adjustment to income for charitable contributions. So whether or not
0: you itemize,
1: whether or not you itemize. Right, so just,
0: let's say I gave $1,000 to a church or charity.
1: Yeah. So you can take and, and you and, do not itemize. Yeah, I don't
0: have enough medical, charitable, whatever to itemize.
1: Okay. So you get to take 300 of that as a deduction from your income.
0: So it's more a way to entice people to get
1: right, right here at the end of the year, and and you have until the end of the year to do that. And
0: was this all in the you know, earlier in the year stimulus package stuff as well? Yeah, it was in the CARES Act. So here's the thing with with things like this: no one really, the general person that this could that would get the benefit here, is probably not going to know these things. That's right. You have to have someone on your team say, "Hey, this is part of this new the new laws." Let's take advantage of it. That's right. If you're running around out there without a CPA, or you typically use one of the big box retail places for your taxes, they may or may not be reaching out to you with these changes. This is another one I had not heard of. Yeah,
1: and you got to be careful and look for these things. What if I just give
0: three hundred dollars to church or charity? That's you can take that deduction. Wow.
1: Yeah. So I mean, it's not a lot. It doesn't help a lot, but it helps. Any any bit helps. Yeah. No need to overpay more than you have to. Yeah. Uh, so, th- you know, that's there, that and, th- and that's a simple one to really explain. It just reduces your income by $300.
0: All circles back to having the right tax person, right financial person on your team. Kevin, if someone has a tax question off of the air, what's the best way to reach you?
1: Uh, give us a call, 848-1072.
0: 848-1072. Offices are right here in Rutherford County. They, also, they are also online at thwcpa.com taking our last break. We'll be back right after this. Keep it locked in right here on WGNS.
1: Donegal offers car and homeowners insurance at rates that are very competitive. So competitive that Donegal's car insurance rates are among the lowest in the state. And if you insure your car and home with Donegal, Donegal will take up to an additional 10% off their already low rates. Donegal, a better value. Let us quote your auto at home and maximize your discounts. Call Middle Tennessee Insurance Group at 615-898-0053.
0: Listen up. When is the last time you talked with an independent, objective, certified financial planner? Do yourself a favor and get a second opinion on your investments and financial plan. Call me, Jason Qualls, the only certified financial planner today at 878-2134 or go to jasonquallscfp.com. Buying a house is stressful and so is shopping for a mortgage. Take my advice and get a second opinion on the mortgage for your new home or your refinance. Not all banks and mortgage companies are created equal. Trust me Call my friend Marshall Sparkman with Franklin Synergy Bank at 615-439-0885. Great team, great process, and the best rates. Marshall Sparkman with Franklin Synergy Bank at 615-439-0885. Welcome back to the show. This is Financial Coaching Radio. I'm always, I don't know if ticked off is the right word. I'm, I'm shocked that. The Roth IRA, traditional IRA discussion is still happening. There's there's many, many people. And there's many, many radio shows. And you know who I'm talking about here. Let's still get on this kick that the Roth IRA is always the best option no matter who you are. Well, it comes down to tax rates. The tax rate you're in now and the tax rate you're going to be in in retirement. Uh, We know the tax rate you're in now. We really can't know for sure the exact tax rate you're going to be in in retirement, but I've been doing this for 20 years. And for the most part, those who are 10, 15 years away from retirement or less, it is highly probable that the tax rate you're in today will be the tax rate you're going to be in or less in retirement. Whether it is the only way the Roth IRA is going to be, I'm not saying don't do a Roth, not what I'm saying. The only way the Roth IRA is going to work out in your favor, in addition over and above something that's tax deductible, is if your tax rate in retirement is higher than it was when you were working. some cases, that will be true. But if you're looking for the priority of savings rates or savings places, typically, we do a certain amount into a tax-deductible 401k slash traditional IRA, uh, if you can. And then if the Roth IRA option is available, you do it second. Those are the better strategies. The ultimate strategy here in retirement, to heck with taxes today and taxes next year. The ultimate strategy in retirement is to get where you pay zero income tax. There is a way. And I certainly understand the tax laws enough to know that doesn't mean the Roth IRA is always and forever better. It's just not. Do the math. It's very simple. All right. This is Financial Coaching Radio. Appreciate you listening today and every day. Listen online anytime at financialcoachingradio.com. If you're looking to learn more about what I do, go to jasonqualscfp.com. I'll catch you tomorrow. Same time. Same channel. Keep it locked in. More local talk is on the way.